this is Jeff Kober, and we welcome you to this Disney at Play podcast. Well, this month, the new Magic Band Plus was released to guests visiting Walt Disney World. Is it worth it? Well, anyone who has heard enough of my podcast probably know where I'm going to side on this product. Still, it's a good time to take another look at this very popular feature so many guests utilize during their stay at the Walt Disney World Resort. We'll look at the timeline that brought us to today. We'll then step into the parks to make a purchase, get her linked up to My Disney Experience, and take her around for a test drive, not only at Disney's Hollywood Studios, but over at Epcot. From there, we'll add up both the pluses and the minuses. There's a lot of talk on the streets about this new product. Is it worth it? Well, find out as we take a test drive on Disney's new Magic Band Plus. By the way, make sure you also check out, while you're here, DisneyAtPlay.com. Make sure you subscribe to that website because it notifies you of new podcasts as they come along. And uh, if you get a chance, check out uh, the uh, your own whether it's iTunes or whatever carrier carrier you have for this podcast, if you could give it uh, a little bit of a positive plus um, to uh, to kind of help get other people uh, aware and introduced to the littlest podcast it could. By the way, my apologies. It has been uh, it has been well over well nearly two weeks since I last uh, pre provided our uh, previous podcast. And uh, I apologize for that. A lot of things going on, including a family vacation, and just uh, wanted to make sure that I had the best podcast uh, uh, provided. We have lots more, so much content to cover. So make sure you, again, subscribe to this podcast and to our website, DisneyAtPlay.com, so you are notified of new podcasts as they come along. So let's start, if we could, way back on the time machine to how we got to this magical moment. Um, where we want to start is actually back in January of 2006 to an event that seems totally unrelated to Magic Bands. That was the month that Pixar was purchased by the Walt Disney Company. Now, why is this important to the conversation? It's important to the conversation because uh, that made Steve Jobs of Apple, who was the owner of Pixar, it made him the biggest shareholder in the Walt Disney Company. It also gave Bob Iger, who was CEO at that time, access to, well, Steve Jobs, who again became part of the board, became a part of the company, brought in Pixar. It gave the Walt Disney Company access to new possibilities in technology, which was a major goal of Bob Iger's. Fast forward a year later, and Steve Jobs premieres the iPhone. And with that, Bob Iger gets in there, and during this time, and it may have even been earlier with uh, the iPods, but got in there and said, as new videos were introduced, said, hey, we're bringing in Disney's videos and Disney product so that you can into the, the iTunes store so that you can actually see um, and experience this. Now, 
Um, so there was already efforts made early on to synergize and, and connect. In fact, actually, recently Bob Iger gave a uh, conversation, uh, an interview, in the which he said if Steve Jobs had not passed away, which is our next timeline point, October of 2011, if Steve Jobs had not passed away, that company might have very well merged with Apple. So so that's important because, um, again, it's an opportunity that the company has to really invest and get inside access and be able to mobilize their products and offerings to new technologies that Apple is introducing. And yet, that doesn't happen. Instead, in January 7th, 2013, uh, about a year and a half after Steve Jobs passes away, Tom Staggs introduces the Magic Band as part of the My Magic Plus. Now, this is when we went to FastPass Plus. FastPass had been going on since I think 2000, 2001. Now, in 2013, we're introducing uh, FastPass Plus and the whole My Disney Experience and My Magic Plus and all of those elements. And they introduced the Magic Band. You remember there were, uh, I think, six different colors. And they um, were pretty generic in terms of their label. The only thing different from one from the other was, was the color of the band. And they were, for the most part, sold in the parks, but largely given away free to guests staying on Walt Disney World property. It allowed them to use that band in time to get into their rooms or to add purchases or to um, make purchases or do food and beverage or do photo pass, all those kinds of things. So, and yet, at the same time this is happening, there are big rumors out there in the tech world that Apple is going to introduce a watch. And that's what happens in April of 2015. The Apple Watch premieres. Now, really, if you think about it, everything that is capable of being done on a Magic Band could, have, could be done on an Apple Watch. Uh, you could even perhaps uh, introduce an app that requires uh, payment in order to access that app. But Disney had already well gone down by that point, down a different path. The Magic Band, which just was a pretty simple technology compared to the Apple Watch, the, the Magic Band did a couple of things. And one of those things is that it became almost an icon and a form of revenue. People wanted to buy different colors of bands. They wanted to buy attachments to the bands. And more importantly, they started spending on those bands. And so Disney, said, Disney was seeing that there was a lot of advantage of just keeping the Magic Band and not just simply transferring it over to the Apple Watch when it became a popular item. In my opinion, that's, that's a disappointing uh, outcome of this because I prefer my Apple Watch rather than sitting around wearing Magic Band. I seldom, even though I've had easily a dozen Magic Bands over the years, 
um, from staying at hotels or more likely from being an annual pass holder, which again also offered you a free band in for many years. Uh, it just, I, I didn't care to have that thing around my my wrist. And I already had an Apple Watch around my wrist. So why is it that we not? So you'd think when the next version comes around that maybe in November of 2016, the new Magic Band 2 is announced. No, no, more little add-ons and lots of little details and decorative bands and all that kind of thing, adding to a per cap at the parks but nothing that really aligns. And my Apple Watch, you know, you, I can get little pictures of Mickey and Minnie to show up or Toy Story characters. But for whatever reason, I can't do what's on a magic band on my watch. And that, I think, was this. Now, mind you, I use the credit card app and that type of thing. I can do those kinds of things. And I do do those things with it. But, but in really making this, and I can use my phone to get into the into a hotel room and so forth. But Disney really doesn't embrace the Apple Watch. It keeps its focus around Magic Band. In the meantime, other amusement enterprises uh, kind of get into that too. Volcano Bay is probably the biggest of those. In 2017, they opened that water park at Universal Orlando with the Tapu Tapu, which was a band that was given free to all guests only during their stay. They couldn't take it home. That band allowed them had a digital face, a, a pretty simple digital face, but one nonetheless that allowed you to kind of um, create a check-in or fast pass kind of experience to some of the slides and attractions there at Volcano Bay. Um, you could also hook it up so you could buy food and have it so you didn't have to bring a wallet onto the beach or an Apple or an iPhone or anything of that nature. It wasn't that easy to set up. It never was, in my opinion. Um, actually, in fact, I don't even think you could set up the retail aspect of that, of buying food and beverage or souvenirs, unless you were staying on Universal property. So, any rate, fast forward, and what do we have now? Um, we have the new Magic Band Plus um, showing up. And so there's a lot of hype around this and a lot of excitement around this. And I um, will just kind of tell you my own experience. I thought I would test drive one of these and see how they work and give you my own impressions of whether they're worth it or not. So uh, previously, again, as I mentioned, uh, I don't do magic bands per se. Uh, if I do carry a magic band, I usually carry it in my pocket and bring it out. Um, I just, that's not something I enjoy using. I've never used one. And by the way, I've never paid for a magic band. And so this was, the purchase I made was worth more than the other dozen uh, bands that I had before because I never paid for any of those bands. So I went to the, um, to the uh, store at Disney's Hollywood Studios on the right as you enter the park. And I look, there's a big variety of bands to choose from. Some have been apparently recalled or something because of some problems with, with the band. But by and large, there is a great big, beautiful selection. And they come in two price price points. One is uh, simply a Mickey ear on the, band, on the face of the band. 
and then a, a host of different colors or band selection types with that. That's at one price. And the second is the um, a much higher end price, which has different um, faces on them. Uh, Mickey Partners statue with Walt and Mickey is one of those. I chose the one that said Walt Disney World. I love the look and feel of that. The band was white, but it showcased all the different parks. I can see people buying a band for every park. I can see people collecting all these bands. There was a lot of it for the middle of the afternoon when it's usually quiet in those uh, in 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 that particular store, there was a lot of hubbub, a lot of business, a lot of people looking at the bands, trying to figure out what they wanted to get and making selections and, and so forth. It is a, um, uh, there was a lot of excitement around it. By the time I got my cast member discount, I believe that that band came out to about $38 for me. So I, I grabbed some lunch so I can sit in the air conditioning and kind of study this band out and figure out what I need to do and to set it up with, um, with my iPhone. And, uh, and I end up spending a good, a good 20 to 30 minutes in addition to my meal at the commissary, um, ABC commissary, trying to look at this thing. Of course, the instructions are in small letters. I took a picture. Actually, there was a, one of those codes you could you could scan and it would bring you to a site and it kind of stepped you through what seems to be some pretty easy steps. But for whatever reason, my phone was not connecting with that watch. Never mind, I will go find a guest experienced host, which was towards the entrance of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge over off of Grand Avenue. And there they happily and quickly set it up with my iPhone and uh, made it work, come together. So I'm thinking I'm good to go on this and I can go and enjoy this, this new Magic Band Plus. So I head toward uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge where there is this bounty hunter game. And they have... if it, it, um, at the uh, uh, station there. I, I say station because it's actually like a gas station at the entrance uh, from Toy Story. There is a, there is a, um, uh, a station, think of a gas station, that's where those uh, rover vehicles are parked and everything. And that actually is supposed to be like a gas station fix up mechanic place. And there's actually a, a big, a, not a big building, but a building right there that actually I thought probably would have sold souvenirs originally, but they didn't end up using it. Maybe it's being used as a break room. But in front of this facility now, they have set up two little things. One is a place where you scan your band and, um, and then um, and you get an assignment as a bounty hunter to go look for someone. The other is that when you find the bounty hunter, you return and you get certain number of credits added to your phone. So oh, so then what I realize now, and I'm sitting here in the marketplace over at Galaxy's Edge in Batuu, 
And I'm thinking, okay, now I got to go to the particular game at um, in the Play Disney app. Mind you, there are now many games in the in the uh, Play Disney app. And in fact, uh, early on, probably even before Rise of the Resistance was opened, I was going to do a podcast that focused on um, on uh, the Star Wars data pad. And I must have spent the better part of two and a half hours working this data pad. And you would you would um, capture a, a QR code and then you would go and you would look for this particular item, scan the QR code and see what contents were revealed and kind of, there was some there were some interesting aspects of that. One of which was when you went into Doc Ondar's Den of Antiquities. One of the very cool things, or what I thought would be really cool, is he kind of mumbles in a different language. And so there was a little game or activity where you could hold up your phone and record what was being said and it would translate what Doc Ondar was saying. Never worked, never worked. Another activity that was being played out toward Rise of the Resistance uh, involved um, kind of going back and forth um, uh, of uh, the, uh, the different characters in the more recent Star Wars uh, movie and, um, or movies, and... Um, and actually um, trying to uh, help defend the galaxy and so forth. Long story short, I went through a ton of effort to go through these games, and I found the whole thing to be just not really worth it. It was just a lot of going down rabbit holes that didn't really yield any big kind of outcome. So I was a little leery going to play this this bounty hunter game in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. And um, and then to, to make it happen, you've got to get, well, so I thought you had to go to the app that is listed in um, Play Disney and open it up. It says that it is exclusively for My Magic Plus. And uh, you were to go and it was going to help you find uh, these uh, bounties that you were you were going to go search. Magic Band, it was a Magic Band Plus exclusive. So I went to work and sure enough, it turns out that even though my Magic Band was now connected to my uh, iPhone or to my My Disney Experience, it still was not connected to the... Um, play Disney app. And so I must have spent 20, 25 minutes sitting, which was fortunate because it happened to rain at that point. So I could, I had the chance to sit undercover and just try to get this thing to, to finally connect. And it didn't connect. And so what I finally had to do, well, what I finally did is as the rain was coming to an end, I kind of went over to this place where you get the bounty hunter thing. And I just stuck my my new Magic Band Plus, uh, or my uh, Magic Band Plus, um, 
band up to the reader and it actually did give me a um a, an assignment and so now what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to take the band and you walk through and as you get closer and closer the green light starts flickering and it'll go faster and faster and faster until you actually get to the place where you're supposed to go and then it turns purple or whatever i think is the color you chose i have chosen purple as my color and it it gives that that particular color and if you're going in the wrong direction it turns red well this all led me back into the marketplace area and i'm walking through and every time it would turn red I had to walk nearly all the way back to where I received the assignment for it to shut back into green so I could go back out into that area to find it. The first time around, it took the better part of 20 minutes to find my bounty. And I did finally find the bounty. And I returned then to um, the location at the station where you scan your band and he, he acknowledges that you have found uh, the bounty and he rewards you uh, points for doing it. And in fact, um, now, but the problem of course is if you have your phone working or the Play Disney app working, it will actually show you on the phone who you captured. It was Jaga Badur um, in the first round. In the second round, it was Glockus, AKA Big Guy. Okay, and uh, one-eyed kind of guy, and uh, but you know what? I did, uh, so I did a second round of it, and sure enough, uh, I found Glaucus a lot faster, probably within five minutes, four or five minutes. Went back and got the points, but of course you can't see your points accumulate because the Play Disney app isn't working. It wasn't until after I got home that the Play Disney app finally came together and I got it to going in, it does. It actually kept track of what I had done, and actually shows the characters that I managed to capture, and has given me so many points. So I can go back and capture more characters. And there's a little bit. I, it wasn't a bad activity. It was kind of enjoyable. It didn't uh, take too long if you knew how to kind of do it. I think it would have been faster if I'd had the phone with me. Notwithstanding, that was the bounty hunter game. Then. Um, I decided as I was leaving the park, I would do the Fab 50 quest. There are 35 statues in all four parks featuring 50 characters for the 50th anniversary, 50 Disney characters. Um, some like Buzz Lightyear and Woody are together, um, things of that nature. Nemo and Dory are together and so forth. I thought it would be great to um, check out some of these and actually there's several people kind of all gathered when you get to any one of these all checking it out same thing there was a line actually at the bounty hunter game checking in checking out of that game so um there's supposed to be some sound effect or some music i could clearly hear r2d2 make noise i couldn't hear anything over at nemo i couldn't hear anything at toy story it was lackluster at best and certainly inconsistent. At that point, I was done and I needed to move on to something else outside the park. So I left, came back uh, this evening, um, Saturday evening, to check it out at Epcot. And there, 
Um, I checked out 35 of the statues. Now this time, mind you, I have my Play Disney app on and it shows me the different characters I'm supposed to capture. And when I capture them, then the cards kind of um, jiggle or whatever you want to call and, and note that I, so you kind of are led to this. I want to capture all 50 characters, so to speak. It makes it more interesting with the phone. Um, but, um, but it's only so much. And I did hear music, I did hear guitar music and, and the dog bark from Coco. Didn't hear anything from, well, I heard a little bit of music that, I don't know what it was tied to from Figment. It wasn't one little spark. It was something else. It didn't sound like it's one little spark. It was hard to hear some of these and other times it didn't seem like it was working at all. But my phone, my, my magic band did light up and I did show on the Play Disney app that it was captured. The last thing I did was took in the harmonious fireworks. And all through the fireworks, my little magic band just kept beaming in different colors and and buzzing around and so forth it was colorful uh in and of itself i you know i i kind of turned and said pointed to my wife and said hey look my magic band is lighting up and she gave me that look like who really cares and um and i sensed that <laughs> so but i i have to say this one thing about that is it had been a couple of months since I'd been to the Harmonious Fireworks and I wanted to see how the band works. So the band did give me incentive to go see the Harmonious Fireworks and I enjoyed the fireworks so much. I was really glad that I had done that and the band did kind of lead me toward that. So, so that's been my experience so far test driving the new Magic Band Plus. Speaking of plus, what are the pluses and minuses of that? Well, first I'll have to say there's some really fun designs and some really cool choices. Um, and and so if you like these bands, if you like collecting them, you're going to find some really great um, options. I find the bands more colorful and more interesting than cases for my Apple, for my iPhone. So that's a good thing. Uh, once it's, uh, once you've used it, it's fairly convenient. Uh, the game in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge was a lot more fun than the Star Wars data pad. Um, I think if you are an annual pass holder, a Disney Vacation Club member, or someone who comes often, you get a lot more value the more times uh, that you return to, to experience it. Um, it's still a kid's... Uh, cool status statement. What do I mean by that? One of the things they found in the research is that a lot of kids loved, remember, we would send the bands out previous to your hotel or resort stay. So those would be mailed. That's a very expensive thing, especially since it was free. Big box container and everything. A lot of packaging. But it really, it really led guests to get excited and to anticipate the experience of coming to Walt Disney World. So, and that we found that those kids like to take them to school and kind of wear them and kind of as if to say, hey, guess where I'm going next? Walt Disney World. If you think that's really weird, well, you ought to see the number of individuals who hold up a Pandora bracelet in front of the castle and does do the same thing as they Instagram or 
whatnot. Um, it, it's a cool status statement. And so it's good in that regard. Um, it still holds the basics like um, room, park, and lightning lane access. In fact, it does all of those things even when the battery for the thing is dead. And um, I'll talk more about that. Um, and then there's something to the tactile visual sensation of the band lighting up and buzzing on you. It, it, it does kind of draw you. The more senses you use in a Walt Disney World stay, the better. And this is part of that. So all those are really good pluses for the Magic Band Plus. That said, there are some minuses. The first is it's expensive. It's no longer free. And, uh, and you're going to pay. And what's amazing to me is that um, people are willing to pay this. There was an article about how expensive tickets had become at Walt Disney World over the last number of years. And yet people are paying for the Halloween party. They're paying for the Christmas party. And by the way, they're all lining up for the... Um, uh, they're lining up for, for this. In fact, it's interesting because... If you think about it, um, it's more expensive than getting Genie Plus for the day and buying a Lightning Lane Select um, attraction uh, for the day. So it's interesting people complain about the expense of Genie Plus now, and yet they seem to freely go off and buy these bands. Okay. Um, but it is expensive. Second, it is painful to set up. Uh, I don't know how they can make it more difficult for such a simple thing. And yet they have. And there's uh, out on the boards of different um, websites and podcasts, there are lots of people chiming in saying they had difficulties um, setting it up. Uh, they also had issues around um, the battery and how long it was going to last or what it was doing to their smartphone. Now, I think that, you know, the cool thing about a Magic Band is that if you're using it for your door and for some purchases and lightning lanes and things of that nature, it's actually taking energy there rather than from your phone. So that's kind of a good thing. But I, uh, you need more portals to recharge. I, you've got a family of four and everybody's got four Magic Bands. That's four more places you got to plug in at night um, before you go to bed. Uh, not including your phones, not including your Apple Watch if you have one of those, not including your laptop, you know, all those kinds of things you got to plug into. So more portals are needed to recharge. Um, a big issue right now, but I see one that's being re addressed at some point, is that there really are few things to do. The, the 50th statues, it was a cool idea to do something in connection with statues, but what they do is not very creative, not very imaginative, and certainly not reliable. So that, and, and th that's a big th minus as well, that the activities are unreliable. They, the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge uh, Bounty Hunter game, I think that shows promise of what could be done. Don't understand why it wasn't there sooner, but... Maybe that's because they're waiting to introduce this new form of magic band. But it's, it's now what I do see, you know, for instance, Sorcerers in the Magic Kingdom hasn't been working in a couple of years, but that doesn't mean that's all put away. Before they were 
they were printing out those cards and handing them out for you to use. Now all of that could be done via the app, uh, the Play Disney app, along with the, uh, the band. And you could be holding up the band same way you were holding up the key card. I would say that the Adventureland Pirates Jack Sparrow game as well could be done that way. And and so could the one at Epcot, although I don't know the status of that. They've, it's kind of gone through different reiterations of what it would be or what it would come back to. But all of those games and activities and so many more could be done in the parks. And that's going to make it all the more valuable to actually have one of those bands. It's going to make it worth it. Um, but I keep asking the question, why can't I just pay for the software on my watch? I just want to be able to use it on my watch or buy a band and you can also download it on your Apple Watch to use as well. Why can't that happen? I think that's a big minus and I think it's when there's opportunities to synergize with great technology like the Apple Watch, this is a miss opportunity. Now, in summary, let me talk about a couple of things that why this continues to be a part of Disney's strategy moving forward. First off, it's now quickly become Disney's wand. You know that wand they're selling over at Universal with Harry Potter? They have made a boatload of money on those wands, which are basically sticks for all lack of better description. Pack Well-packaged skinny sticks. And yet they sell them at a premium. And people are taking that stick and they're waving it around in Hogwarts and other places and, and casting spells and so forth. Well, it isn't quite as imaginative as the wand, but it sure does the same thing. And you can buy a whole lot of bands and collect different colors and varieties and do many more activities that aren't just limited to one land in a park, as we describe many of the kinds of activities that are possible. So this is quickly becoming Disney's wand. And for that reason, it's a big Disney per cap winner. The fact that people are buying these up, and let me just say, there were a lot of guests who were doing these activities, who were in the stores buying them, who have uh, taken advantage of these and who like them. They like the original Magic Band and they're willing to try out the new Magic Band Plus and for all of its effects. So it's, it's a per cap winner just selling the bands. But wait, there's more. Why does the Magic Band really, uh, why is this a really important thing for Disney? It's really important because it provides what's known as the casino effect. What is the casino effect? In Las Vegas, when you are in at the gambling tables and other places, you do not use coins when you are um, at, at a roulette table or whatever, poker table or whatever you may be. You are using chips. Why do you use chips and not coins or dollars sitting there? Because you don't think so much about how much money you are spending when you're only spending chips. If it were dollars and coins sitting there, you'd be thinking a lot more about how much you're spending. By the essence of having people wear a band that isn't interactive, this is not an interactive band in the sense that it's going to now tell me 
that just costs this, or I can now look at it, and this is probably why it's not on the Apple Watch, because on the Apple Watch or on the phone, I ought to be able to say, okay, show me how much I've just spent uh, using my band or you know, using an app or something of that nature. Yeah, Disney doesn't want to show you what your, what your, how much you spent. They want you to keep spending. And let me tell you, people spend more with the band than they do pulling out their wallet or even pulling out an electronic wallet out of their mobile device. It provides the casino effect and that's a big win for Disney. More people are spending money because they don't see the money when they spend. They just see a cute little watch that all lights up. Now, as I mentioned, there are lots of possibilities of the future with Sorcerers and the Magic Kingdom and other kinds of games beyond. So that's a big opportunity for Disney and Disney loves that because it dispels the guests around the park. Having a hundred people playing a game in different lands is a hundred less people staying in line for a major attraction. It just it just moves the guests out and about and and that's a win for Disney. Uh, essentially it is the Genie Plus for uh, gaming. So in the same way you were paying Genie Plus for the opportunity to uh, cut in line or to get into a shorter line for an attraction, this is essentially you're spending money so you can play games. That's what it's basically like. It's a Genie Plus for gaming. And uh, frankly, it makes Genie Plus look quite affordable <laughs> when you realize how much people are spending for just these little bands to do what is really not much at all. Well, at any rate, that's my take. Having test-driven the Disney's new Magic Band Plus, uh, your uh, experience may be a little different. Hopefully, it won't be as um, crazy trying to get it set up and trying to utilize it. Hopefully, something I've said today makes it easier for you. By the way, I always go to those um, guest relations hosts and hostesses when you have questions with these because they can help set things up for you and help make it a lot easier. By the way, another great place you can go when you are needing support is David Zanola, Out the Door Travel. I've been using him all last week for a major business group that I'm bringing to the Orlando area. And let me tell you, he saves me so much time. I don't make money off of David's sponsorship on this podcast. I, I happily do this because David offers great value. So if you're looking to do an adventure by Disney, a cruise, Disney theme park vacation, uh, check out David provided the first review of the new Disney Wish. He knows the parks. He knows the business. Contact David at Out the Door Travel and you, and it won't cost you anything and you will save yourself time on your next Disney vacation. And also make sure you check out our Patreon group. There's a link there at disneyatplay.com another reason why you should subscribe to that site because there you can find links that will take you to our patreon group the wayfinder society and we offer some really cool uh, returns for the um for your membership and your participation with this podcast and so much more again we thank you for joining us we appreciate you being a part this is Jeff Kober, and in the words of Sinbad's storybook voyage, 
always follow the compass of your heart. Have a great day. We'll see you real soon.